0: As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.
1: How
0: are you all doing? Alhamdulillah. Okay, let's begin our lesson. نحمده wa على رسوله الكريم. أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم. رب شرح صدري ويسر لي أمري. وحل العقدة Lesson number... Twenty-eight, Verse number 204. We will do the translation first, and then we'll do the tafsir. Everybody say, A'udhu Billah together. A'udhu billah.
1: Okay.
0: Wamin and among an nasi man قوله في al-hayati al-dunya wa yushhidu Allah <laughs> ala ma fi <laughs> qalbihi wa <It> huwa <laughs> <And laughs> aladdu <laughs> al-khisam Waida idha tawalla sa'a fi al-ardi liyupsida fiha wa الحرث والنسل والله لا يحب الفساد وإذا قيل له اتقي الله أخذته العزة بالإثم فحسبه جهنم ولا بئس المهاد ومن الناس من يشري نفسه ابتغاء مرضات الله والله رؤوف بالعباد يا oh, ايها okay. الذين امنوا ادخلوا في and السلم Kافه ولا تتبعوا خطوات الشيطان انه لكم عدو مبين فان زللتم من بعد ما جاءتكم البينات فاعلموا أن الله, الله عزيزٌ, عزيز حكيم هل ينظرون إلا أن يأتيهم الله في ظل من الغمام والملائكة وقضية الأمر وإلى Allah, شديد al-Iqab, للذين كفروا الحياه الدنيا ويسخرون من الذين امنوا والذين اتقوا فوقهم يوم القيامه وَاللَّهُ يَرْزُقُ مَنْ يَشَاءُ بِغَيْرِ حِسَابٍ كَانَ النَّاسُ أُمَّةً وَاحِدَةً فَبَعَثَ اللَّهُ النَّبِيِّينَ مُبَشِّرِينَ وَمُنزِرِينَ وَأَنزَلَ معهُم الكتابه بالحق ليحكم بين الناس فيما اختلفوا فيه وما اختلفا فيه الا الذين اتوه من بعد ما جاءتهم البينات بغياً between them, fahadallahu alladhina amanu lima ikhtalafu fihi minal haqq biiznihi
1: wallahu yahdi
0: man yasha'u ila siratin mustaqim am am you all thought that you all would enter to the heaven and when you came they حتى يقول الرسول والذين آمنوا معه متى نصر الله ألا إن نصر الله قريب All Before we begin this lesson, I have some homework for you, which is that you have to write the dua that we learned in these verses. This dua, I want you to write it down nicely. Okay? And this means that you could take a canvas even and paint it. Alright? Or you could take some nice paper and try to do some calligraphy. It doesn't mean that you just take a corner of your book and write it with a pencil. Okay? It should be on a separate piece of paper or canvas or whatever it is. Is that clear? Make sure you write this homework down for yourself. You have to write the du'a nicely, artistically. Write the du'a. Okay. A'udhu billahi rajim. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Those of you who don't have the translation in front of you, please make sure you listen very attentively. Okay, verse 204. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمِنَ nasi And among the people, manhu there is a person who, jibuka قَوْلُهُ His words really impress you. His words, his speech, the way he talks, really pleases you. jibuka." Now this word yurjibuka, ainjimba, ujb is to like something. Okay? And irjab is when something makes you wonder. It grabs your attention, it makes you wonder, and it makes you admire it. For example, you hear so many things every day. But some people, when they talk, you actually admire their speech. You actually like the way they talk, you like the words they choose. You want to listen to them. So may your jibuka His words are very impressive. They please you, but where do they please you? Fil dunya, in the worldly life. What does it mean by this? In worldly life, his speech pleases you. This means that first of all, what he talks about is basically dunya stuff. So dunya related matters, worldly matters. So in worldly matters, it's very good. He talks about, you know, big things about this world. Like for example, once he starts talking about cars, you want to listen. Once this person starts talking about makeup, like you really want to listen. They know what they're talking about. Once this person starts talking about shopping, like you want to listen. Where do you get all this good, fancy stuff from? It's all about the dunya. Or what this means is that his words impress you today in this world, but in the hereafter, his words will not impress you. In the hereafter, on the day of judgment, his words will have no value. Today you want to listen to him. Tomorrow his words will be worthless. Why is it that his words will be worthless on the Day of Judgment? You know that your words even, your speech even will be weighed on the Day of Judgment. Did you know that? We learn in a hadith, the scales on the Day of Judgment, right? We learn in a hadith that a person will be brought and his book of deeds will be weighed. His records will be weighed. And he will see the record of his sins. And he will see that record so big that it'll be extending from one side to the other. Meaning as far as he can see, he can just see a huge massive record full of his sins. And when this person will see that these are the sins that he has committed so many, he will note that he is doomed. Like he's done. He's gonna fail. But then you know what's gonna happen? A card. A card will be put on the other side of the scale. And you know what will happen? The scale will tip. Meaning the, the card will be heavier than all those records of sin. What's on that card? La ilaha illallah. That person sincerely believed in Allah and he said La ilaha illallah with his heart. So imagine his statement of La ilaha illallah will be so heavy on the day of judgment. So heavy that it will save him. But here a person is being mentioned whose talk, whose speech really impresses you and amazes you today but on the Day of Judgment his speech will have zero value. No worth at all. And this person وَيُشْهِدُ اللَّهَ He calls Allah to witness. Meaning he swears by Allah. He says, by Allah, I swear by Allah. Allah is my witness. Why is he saying that? Allah Over what is in his heart. Meaning to show that he's very honest, to show that he's very sincere, what does he do? He swears by Allah a lot. He says all these big fancy words referring to Allah a lot. This is how this person is. So you understand who is being described? What kind of an individual is being described? Impressive speech about the dunya or about the deen but it will impress you only right now. On the day of judgment, it will have no value. And this person right now, to assure you that he's honest, he swears by Allah a lot. This is his speech. But his actions, what are his actions like? And he is the fiercest of opponents. Aladdu is from the root letter Islam dal dal. And alad is used for a person who is very violent in dispute. Meaning in conflict, in an argument, he's very violent, he's very harsh. He's very difficult to deal with. You know, some people, you have a discussion with them, even if you have some conflict with them, you speak to them nicely, they speak to you nicely, okay, you get over it, they get over it, move on. But some people, in an argument, they can be so mean... Right, so mean that even though you're so strong, you'll just start crying. If you don't cry at that time, maybe you'll cry later when you're in the shower. Right? Because they really hurt you. Aled is someone who is stubborn. Meaning he will do anything in an argument to win. He will do anything in an argument to win. He will not accept the truth. You see being stubborn, being firm... In a way, it can be good, right? That you're firm, you don't give up easily. That's good. But being firm and stubborn on something wrong is not good. So he is alad, very violent, very difficult in dispute. And he is aladdul khisam. Al khisam is the plural of the word khasm, khasad mean, which means an opponent, meaning someone who opposes you. So this person is very stubborn of all opponents, very harsh of all opponents. I mean, I'm sure you've argued with many people, but there are some people that you don't forget because of the way that they argued with you. They're so mean, so harsh, so unwilling to give up, so stubborn on their faults that it hurts you. So aladul khisam. Another way of looking at aladul khisam is al khisam means dispute and argument. So he is aladul khisam. Meaning, most fierce at a time of dispute. What does this mean? That in general, this person does a lot of sweet talk. But wait till you see him angry. Wait till you find him in a fight. You will find him merciless. You will find him abusive. You will find him harsh. Where did all his sweet talk go? Out the window. It's as if he's a completely different person. So here, a person is being described... And here, instead of thinking about who this ayah fits on, so you're thinking, oh, this individual, that individual, you know, that guy. No. Focus on the characteristics that are described here. This person does a lot of sweet talk. He will even mention Allah. His words are actually impressive. You want to listen. But near Allah, his words are useless, worthless. Why? Because his speech is hollow. It's insincere. And his words contradict his behavior. His own speech contradicts his actions. Because on the one hand, he's being very nice in his speech. But niceness should not just be in talk. Niceness should actually be in your behavior when you're dealing with people. So when this person is in a fight, in a dispute, he becomes very, very fierce. Now, specifically, this verse is describing hypocrites. Because we learn in the Quran that hypocrites are such that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes them that, If they speak, you would actually listen to their speech. You want to listen to them. They're so impressive. You actually enjoy listening to them. But all their words are hollow. They're meaningless. And then we also learn about the hypocrites in the Qur'an that إِذَا جَاءَكَ الْمُنَافِقُونَ قَالُوا نَشْهَدُ إِنَّكَ الْغَسُولُ اللَّهِ When the hypocrites come to you, they say, we swear by Allah that you are the messenger of Allah. Meaning, they take oaths by Allah. They say, Allah is my witness. I mean, yes, swearing by Allah is something permissible. You're allowed to do that. But doing it excessively all the time, That's problematic. That shows that a person is not confident. That shows that inside, they are feeling weak. Because they're not sincere. Because sincerity makes a person confident. And insincerity makes a person weak. So then what happens? When his words are hollow, and he knows they're hollow because they're insincere, he tries to show himself as very honest. And in order to do that, he will say, By Allah such and such. So the hypocrites would come to the Prophet ﷺ and they would say every time, we swear you are the messenger of Allah, we swear by Allah. Well, duh, everybody knows. But there was a man, Abdullah ibn Ubay, He was a big hypocrite. What he would do on Jumu'ah is that the Prophet ﷺ would come to give the khutbah and this guy, he would stand up. And he would start giving a speech. And he would say, we bear witness, we testify that you are the messenger of Allah and this and that and this and that. Go on and on and on and everybody's listening to him. They're like, oh wow, what a nice speech he gave. You know, people would want to listen to him. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that this kind of speech is only good in al-hayat dunya If words are not supported with action, then those words are meaningless. Say what is good and also do what is good. You know, like they say, walk the talk. Right? Don't just talk. Don't just be a talker. Walk the talk also. Show with your actions what you're preaching. And وَهُوَ aladul khisam. You don't want to be in this person's bad books. If he picks a fight with you, if you pick a fight with him, you're done. Because he's going to be so mean, he's going to shred you apart. He's going to be so fierce that he's not gonna let you survive. The Prophet ﷺ said, "Ab الرِّجَالِ Rijali إلا The worst person, the most hated person to Allah is a person who is stubborn in dispute. And this is something we all need to pay attention to. You know, sometimes you get into a fight with someone. You have a conflict with someone. There is a dispute. You know what? Let go. You don't always have to prove yourself to be on the right don't prolong any argument. Just stop. It's not worth it. And this means also online, right, on social media. You write something, somebody gives a comment, you really don't like it, you want to respond to them, so you respond, they write something, you will respond again, they write something, you respond again. I mean, social media wars, how many do you want to win? And is there any winning? No, there isn't. Because no matter what you say, somebody can always say something silly to contradict you. So okay, you respond once or twice, but then you see that the other person is not willing to even listen to you. They're not looking at things from your perspective at all. Then just stop. It's not worth it. Because the worst person near Allah is the one who is Aladdul khasim And about hypocrites, the Prophet ﷺ also said that wa ida khassama fajara. When a hypocrite argues, then he is obscene in the argument meaning he will use foul language, he will take foul action. This is the quality of a hypocrite. So in this ayah, what do we see? That don't get fooled by such people who from a distance, from their words, they appear to be very beautiful. They appear to be very good. But the moment you interact with them on a personal level, you'll be hurt. You'll be abused. So on the one hand, we should think about ourselves. Is this ayah talking about me? How am I? Is it that when talking to people, I can be very nice, but when I'm really dealing with people, I can be mean? When I am, you know, with strangers, I'm like, yes, you know, smiling, so accommodating. An older person comes, we like, would you like to sit here, ma'am? Right, we make room for them. But then at home, our own grandmother, we get irritated by her and yell at her. Seriously, it's very easy to be nice with strangers. The real test is, how do you deal with your family? How are you with them? Are you equally nice to them? Or are you the meanest person ever? huwa So don't be fooled by such people. When this person turns away, because he got mad at you, so he's not going to stay with you, he's going to leave you, he's going to go away. What is he going to do? سعى في الارض ليفسد فيها. what are his actions going to be like he's going to endeavor to cause corruption in the earth his actions are destructive not productive ويهلك الحرث والنسل. and he destroys the harth the crop and the nasul, the progeny what does it mean by this first of all al harth harth refers to crop okay produce or it can also refer to agricultural land so this person destroys the land or destroys the produce he destroys the work of people, the hard work of people, ruins it One nasal nasal is children, offspring so he also destroys children, offspring and this can refer to animals even he kills animals unnecessarily. Or, النسل can also refer to people. He destroys people. He kills children. He harms children. And this destruction is not just physical in the sense that he kills them. It can also be spiritual. He spiritually abuses the next generation, the new generation. النسل. يُهْلِكَ wan Wallahu la fasad. Allah does not like fasad at all. So people who do such kind of fasad, Allah does not like them. So what do we see in this ayah? A continuation of the previous character that when this person disagrees with you, he is fierce, and then he's not going to work with you. He's going to leave you, abandon you, go away from you, cut off from you. And when he cuts off from you, he doesn't produce any good. He produces chaos. He destroys the hard work of people and he corrupts those who are coming. He spiritually and physically abuses people. Such people Allah does not like. There is another meaning of the word ta'wallah. Ta'wallah also means to take leadership, to become a leader. Because what happens is that people who talk a lot of sweet talk can get a big following. Right? Big following. So, tawalla fil ardi. And this is what happened with Abdullah bin Ubay in Medina. He had a huge following. Which is why when the Muslims went for Uhud, what happened? 300 people, they just left the Prophet ﷺ and came back. Why did they come back? Because of Abdullah bin Ubay. He had a huge following. So when he has a following, what does he do? Does he lead people to do something productive, something useful? No. He causes chaos and destruction, mental, physical, spiritual, at all levels. I mean, when I read these verses, many times I think about politicians. That when they're trying to get into a position of power, sweet talk, we will do this and this and this and this, right? But then what happens? Once they get that position, their actions are completely opposite to what they had said. وَإِذَا قِيلَ لَهُ And when this person is told, اِتَّقِ Fear God. What are you doing? On the one hand, you said this, and now look at your actions. What are you doing? Or fear Allah. What kind of actions are you doing? You're not helping people. You are harming people. Fear God. What happens to this person? His عِزَّة seizes him to إثم. What is عِزَّة? عِزَّة is honor, pride. So his eagle gets hurt. He gets offended. How dare you tell me to fear God? Mind your own business. Don't lecture me. You are in no position to tell me what to do or what not to do. He gets offended when he's told to fear Allah. So what happens? He commits more sin. He commits more sin. Or we can understand this as that when he's told fear Allah and stop what you're doing, this guy, this person, he is so proud of his sin that he doesn't want to leave it. He becomes proud of the very sin that he's being told to stop from. He's proud of his sins. Can you imagine a person being proud of his sins? Is he gonna ever leave them? No. He's gonna defend them. And he's gonna carry on. So this person, hell is enough for him. That is what suits him. And what a terrible place of rest this is. This is where he will end up. Remember, your words alone are not enough to save you. And when somebody tells you to fear Allah, don't get offended there. Even the Prophet ﷺ is told in the Qur'an, Ya أَيُّهَا النَّبِيُّ أَتَّقِلَّ O oh Prophet, fear Allah. So sometimes we're doing something wrong and somebody reminds us, fear Allah, don't do that, don't say that. We're like, excuse me, who are you to tell me? I'm older than you. I know more than you. And for some parents even they say, I'm your mother, don't speak to me like that. We think that you can only remind those who are younger than you. No, you can also remind those who are in a position of power. On the other hand, Waminann Nas, will end here, that Waminann Nasi, another completely different person, is who? Yashri Nafsahu. Yashri, he sells Nafsahu himself. You know, one is that you sell your phone. I mean, even though you're getting something in return, it hurts. You sell your house, you sell your car, you're getting something in return, but it hurts. Yashri Nafsahu, he sells himself. To who? To Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why does he sell himself? Because he's seeking the ultimate pleasure of Allah. Mardat is from Radadiyah. And Mardat is pleasure, approval. His goal is to have Allah's approval. He just wants to do something, anything, so that Allah will be happy with him. So what does he do? He doesn't stop anywhere. He gives of himself. He gives his time. He gives his honor, his reputation, his money. He puts everything on the line to earn the pleasure of Allah. This is a person of action, not a person of words. In the previous ayat we learned, this one person talks a lot. And here we see, this is a person of actions. Raufun Bil Ibad. Allah says that Allah is very kind and compassionate. Towards the servants, Ra'uf is from Rahm Rafa is compassion that you feel towards someone when you see them in difficulty. So when this person is struggling in the way of Allah, Allah is kind towards him. It is said that this ayah was revealed about a companion, suhayb al Rumi, who when he was migrating from Makkah to Medina, the Mushrikeen came to stop him. They said, "You can't go anywhere because you came to Makkah poor." And you stayed here, you got rich, you made all this money, where do you think you're going with all of this? He said, will you let me go if you keep my money? They said, sure. So he gave all of his money, everything, so that he could go to Medina. And the Prophet ﷺ said that your trade has been successful. So think about yourself. What kind of a person are you? Do you just do a lot of sweet talk? Or do you actually do something to earn the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us all people of action. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses.
1: وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يُعْجِبُكَ قَوْلُهُ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَيُشْهِدُ اللَّهَ عَلَى مَا فِي قَلْبِهِ ويشهد الله على ما في قلبه وهو ألد الخصام وإذا in سعى في الأرض ليفسد فيها ويهلك the والنسل of لا يحب الفساد the قيل له اتق الله أخذته بالإثم فحسبه جهنم ولبئس المآب ومن الناس من يشتري نفسه باطلا ا مرضات الله والله رؤوف بالعباد